I went to the queer. I think I went to the gay I culture pretty, section. Pretty clear why it's gay. Uh, it does have some gay in it. It's it's pretty. I, I just clear, it's pr- clearly gay. I just scrolled down <sighs> to where they said that it was gay, and I was like, "What do they say about it?" Okay, welcome back to episode five of You Heard It Queer First. We like <laughs> we did a thing like we we said, "Oh, let's do a podcast about queer media," um, and then we continued to do it because we follow through on our goals that's yeah. so true i follow through with everything yes me when i'm playing basketball all right <laughs> um, okay so yes if you haven't listened to our previous four episodes or if we're very forgettable um which is both of which are likely um we can introduce ourselves again um i'm sid pronouns they them um i've been saying that i'm a non-binary lesbian um and i don't want to get too much into it but like what if my gender and my sexuality were just both lesbian? You know? I think you've mentioned that before. Yeah, so I'm just a lesbian. That's Valid. fair. Yeah, and my pronouns are they, them. Yeah, and um, right now, um, I was really into Orin High School Host Club for a hot second, and then I got depressed knowing there was only one season, and I somehow got st- sucked back into the Stardew Valley grind, and so I've played, like, more hours of Stardew Valley in the past week and a half than I have for, like... The rest of my life. Wait, did you finish our high no. school? No. What? They no. didn't. They I'm... stopped because there were only a few episodes left. Which yeah. I get it. Okay, because we've talked about this before. I never finished anything mm-hmm. for that exact reason. To be fair, once you get to the episode like about the twins' backstory, we can talk about this at a different point. Wait, I for think our I gay. Did, I think. It, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's me. Uh, I'm Emma. Pronouns she/her. I'm bisexual with which my mom revealed to me that she listens to this and she didn't know I was bisexual. She thought I was a lesbian and I was like, you don't know everything, mom. <laughs> um, and my current fixation, I just finished the book The Secret History by Donna Tart. If you are pretentious, dark academia, it's <laughs> chef's kiss. It's so good. <laughs> don't look at, don't look away from me, Becca. It's so good. Just immediate break eye contact. <laughs> Uh, hi, my name's Becca. I'm queer. My pronouns are she, her. My current fixation is, well, I got back a little bit into my One Piece grind. Um, and I stopped again. And <laughs> then Sid was playing a lot of Stardew Valley, so I started playing Stardew yes. Valley again last night. Um, but I haven't reached, like, hyper fixation yet, which is good. It's just, like, a casual enjoy, which never happens. So um, nice. We'll see where I'm at next time. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and so for this episode, um, we all watched uh, the 1975 Five. cult classic uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Yeah, so before we get into our discussion for today, we, you know, we're recording this. It's December 1st. We all just got back from Thanksgiving break. We all got our Spotify wrapped. We all got our Spotify wrapped today. Becca, what was your Spotify wrapped like? It was pretty good. Um, I listened to 87,000 minutes mm-hmm. um, of Spotify. And I only fell asleep with Spotify playing like twice this year. So I think a lot of that's like actual listening time, which yeah. is more concerning than if it weren't. Very true. But my top a- artist was Doja Cat. And then also up there Stan. was Lil Nas X, of course, of mm, course, of, of course. course. Um, yeah, so it was pretty 
good. I would be more interested in my November, December specifically, right? Yeah. So true. I feel like I always diversify in November. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I just go crazy yeah. in November. I, yeah. I have found some crazy good music within the last two weeks, and it pains yeah. me because I'm like, this would probably be in some of my top playlists, yeah. like, for the year. So. Oh my God. Hopefully they end up in next year's Hey, Spotify, it, it, they don't. It starts at January 1st. Yeah. I will just have to. No, my music changes. <laughs> my music taste changes, like, every two hey, weeks. Hey, Spotify, <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't do that anymore. Mr. Spotify, Mr. Please. Spotify. Actually, my dad works at Spotify. Wait, he does? Oh, yeah, why would <laughs> I say that? You're not the teacher. I knew that. <laughs> it's the my dad works at Nintendo joke. Oh, yeah. I'm just <laughs> stupid. Um, yeah, my my uh, my Spotify app is cool. If you're wondering who I am as a person, I will tell you my top five artists in this order. Taylor Swift, Jeremy Zuckerman, who did the Legend of Korra soundtrack, mm. Jimmy Buffett, Spare you. John Williams and Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. That's my top five in that order. Great. What was yours like, Emma? My top artist was Taylor Swift, so okay. which I feel like a lot of people's was. Yeah. But I only listened to her for 12 hours because I only listened to all of her, like her whole discography once. <laughs> but it was like my top, th- my top five artists, three of them were classical music composers and of my top uh. five songs three of them were from the pride and prejudice soundtrack <laughs> talk about pretentious dark academia exactly oh, Lord. <laughs> that's incredible yeah. yeah so we also so yeah, we got our spotify wraps and then if anyone was wondering what's it like for gay people to go home for thanksgiving <laughs> well don't worry we're here to trauma dump for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so emma you said you went home and your mom discovered you were bisexual and yeah, my mom discovered i was bisexual she was like i've been listening to your podcast i only made it to the second episode which isn't as good as the first episode and oh, i was did she like seriously say that yeah. I mean, she's right, but like, what the heck? Yeah, I was like, we thought so too. The third what episode our, is great. What was our the second episode? The spooky charcuterie. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it was just, it didn't seem like, it, it felt more like, she didn't say childish, but more like juvenile, you know? Which, to be fair, compared to our Montero episode. I know, but Jennifer ate people. Yeah. And... I guess we were being childish about it. That's fair. So, uh, I appreciate Whaley, the constructive. If you're listening, oh. <laughs> I think we took a couple different routes. <laughs> but yeah, and um, if you don't remember, if you're not listening to these all in order, which I, you don't re-listen to all of them in order every time a new one comes out, um, the second episode is where I first publicly confirmed that I'm bisexual instead of a lesbian, which I've identified as since seventh grade. And my mom was like, I learned about a lot about you too. And I was like, uh oh yeah colin lol because remember colin is the emo boy yeah in jennifer's body who's beautiful Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then we talked about that in the car and i forgot that at some point in one of those episodes i said i didn't like pride because i don't have trauma (laughs) (laughs) and we were like we'll talk about that later and then we never did that's that's fun that's fun what about you becca what thanksgiving yeah i literally worked like didn't you go see family no i mean i went to go see family the day like the day or two before thanksgiving because i worked actual thanksgiving and black friday and the day after and every day since and (laughs) but um i mean i just went to see my brother and sister-in-law and we just watched youtube and then i drove home the next day 
So oh, that's so actually sadder fun. Thanksgiving than any of us had. Actually, oh. it was that super dope lit. as hell. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. I, that sounds okay. She yeah. made homemade okonomiyaki for us, and mm. it was so good. I mean, it was fun. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving anyway, because um, it's a colonist holiday, so and true. So I've true. never been with my family for Thanksgiving because I we lived overseas. I was just with my parents, mm. so we never had a big family thing. Mm. And Thanksgiving food kind of sucks. No one come for me. I don't Honestly, like any of it. Yeah, the only good thing is potatoes. If, but it's also like just not any food I would ever go out of my way to eat unless yeah. it's like pie. Then dry like ass sure. turkey. Yeah, literally the driest turkey you can ever imagine. Okay, my turkey every was very good. I don't just turkey is a subpar food. My it really unvaccinated is. uncle Doug cooked up a mean <laughs> juicy turkey. I don't think I've ever had a juicy Thanksgiving turkey. No, no Doug's me neither. So Dad, I'm, I'm coming for you. I don't know. It's just all the stuff. Like I don't really like cranberry. I don't really like pumpkin. I don't really like turkey and gravy and. Stuffing. I don't know. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it's not your time. It's not my time. So I was only okay working on Thanksgiving because, yeah. Yeah, for my Thanksgiving, um, I, this is my first one without my parents. I went to Western Nebraska to see my grandma, and my girlfriend came up to meet me there, um, and that was fun because uh, my grandma referred to her as my friend the whole time. <sighs> Um, just like, oh, it's so nice to meet you and your friend. Just like very, very like, she was in denial. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, I'm not really out to her as like non-binary. So of course she was misgendering me the whole time. But like, it felt like she was going out of her way to call me a girl. She was like, oh, you girls are so sweet. It's so nice to have girls here instead of the little boys. Girls eat different than boys. I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, but the, the flip side is that, um, because she didn't think that we were, you know, truly dating, like, she let us sleep in the same bed, so. <laughs> Let's go! She would not have done it if Katie were a dude, so. Silver Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there is, it's like a silver sandwich. What? Yeah. Like, Zuko, when he's, like, trying to be, like, Uncle Iroh. Yes, I didn't memorize Avatar The Last Day of You were wearing a Zuko shirt two Yeah, I don't, ago. didn't memorize his lines. <laughs> Okay, um, so we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, wait, also, um, we hope all you Qualies had a great Thanksgiving. Love to the Qualies yes. at the beginning of the episode. Yes, we, yes, we, we remember, didn't forget until the end. We remember who you are and you, what we call you. We remember that people listen. Yes, many, many... To the thousands of adoring <laughs> Qualies. Maybe someday we'll be, like, famous and people will be actually listening to this oh and they'll god. be like, oh my god, like, they think... But for now, I think it's just my mom and your girlfriend, Sid. Yeah. So, yeah, um, to Emma's mom and my girlfriend, we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, yeah, so this was... We all watched it together about a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Emma, had seen it several times? I had seen it once, but it oh. was only about a month before, so it was pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw it, um, I've seen it, like, on and off again since I was, like, a sophomore in high school. It's just been sort of around. I went to a nerd camp where, like, the time warp was big at the dances. Oh, my God. We can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Gay might. nerd camp episode. It was Gay a- nerd camp episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that was where my egg cracked when we had drag day at that camp, but had a- it's fine. Was this a gay camp? No, it wasn't a gay camp. It was a nerd camp. But we had this thing where you, like, dress up as in the opposite gender's clothes for the day. And I got, like, this insane amount of, like, gender euphoria dressing up in boys' clothes. Is that what egg crack means? Yeah, it means you, you when you realize you're trans. Oh, I've never heard that. No, no, no. Oh, I sissies. Thought, I thought this was... <laughs> I thought this was like a, you know, how they, they give like teenagers eggs and they're like, this is mm, your child, mm-hmm. take care of it. And if you can't take care of this egg for a day, Buffy. 
Yeah, that episode. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Did that ever happen in a real school? I don't know. But it I happened in Buffy. <laughs> It was okay. a big tangent to nerd Anyway, camp. Becca, this is her first time seeing it. Yeah, this yeah. is my first time seeing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Going into it, I really only knew the bare minimum of that. It's a cult classic. It's probably queer because it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And I knew about the whole, like, in the movie theater showings, people would be singing along and throwing things at the screen and fun stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. And I knew the song The Time Warp. That was about it. That was the extent so of my Rocky Horror Picture knowledge. I will say, before I ever watched it, I had watched the Glee episodes about it. There, I, I, yeah, I yeah. saw the show before I saw the Glee episodes. Interesting. Yeah. Becca, I want to say, it was a gift to watch you watch Rocky Horror for the first time. It it was something. I it was, was like, so fun to turn to you and see your expressions. She just had big bug eyes the whole time. Big bug eyes the whole time. I don't think yeah. he blinked. She, she, I've never seen someone look so expressive with a mask on. <laughs> and then Becca, when she was watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. I actually had a bit of like a coming to God moment in the middle of it. Like, and then it kind of went downhill from there for me. But um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah, we'll get I into like it. I feel like that gets into the plot. Do we want to talk about the plot? Yeah. Let's talk about the plot. Let's talk about the plot. Talk about the plot. You okay, I'll talk about the plot. Okay. Um, so Do you want to say plot one more time? <laughs> plot. plot. So basically we start um, with Brad and Janet, just two kids, not kids, yeah. two like 20-somethings, <laughs> you know, and they are in love. Brad proposes and they go on a drive away from where Brad proposes. And on the drive, their car breaks down, their tire blows, it's pouring rain, and they're like, hey, I think I saw not a house, a castle, Mm -hmm. a few miles back. As you do when you're driving from an undisclosed American (laughs) location. (laughs) So they, they walk back towards this castle. Janet is holding a very waterproof newspaper over her head. And they're singing. And they're singing. A they, song. They've been singing. They've been singing. Yeah, they've been singing. This is a musical, if you didn't know. <laughs> um, and they get to, to this castle, and something weird is going on. There's some kind of party, some kind of convention. They're all doing the time warp, you know. Again? Like, jumping to the left and a step to the right. All of that good stuff. Um, and they meet the, the master of the house, Dr. Frank N. Furter. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Tim the inimitable tim curry this was the first part and dr frankenfurter <laughs> comes out right and so he is like in a cape yes and he's got he's got all like a makeup on his eyes are done up like he's mm-hmm. got the lipstick on he's in a cape and he starts his song his entrance song which is called sweet transvestite and he which drops a banger. His, it's a banger he drops his cape and he's in like a corset with like corset. the fishnets, fishnets garters, garters the heels the heels <laughs> And that was when Becca just went like, <gasps> I never thought I could be so attracted to Tim Curry. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know, we might we might touch on that a little bit more because I do feel like that is a Tim Curry in, in Rocky Horror transcends sexuality. Honestly, um, so transcends. <laughs> <laughs> so they um. Tim Curry, Frank Furter, very hot master of the house, also a scientist who has done a Frankenstein. He's done a Frankenstein? He's done, He's done a Frankenstein. <laughs> he did do it. And he created Rocky Horror. 
That's his name, Rocky Horror. Is his name Rocky Horror? Is it just yes, Rocky? It's Rocky Horror. Okay. Um, who is a very buff blonde in golden underwear. He's a twunk. He's a twunk. Um, which I think that he basically made him to be his like sex slave boy toy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, one of those is a little I was nicer gonna than the say other. Sex doll. Oh, yeah. He all is three. alive. Uh. Um. <laughs> I don't like that episode of Buffy. <laughs> Maybe the world is just Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he makes Rocky. Makes Rocky. Brad and Janet. He gets Brad and Janet to stay at his house. Brad and Janet are like big what the fuck energy. They're like what the fuck, but they're also like kind of really into it. Yeah, they yeah. take turns being kind of like, oh no, we should like go along with it. And then the other and one's being like, like, no, we no, have to we leave. Stay. And that's, yeah, and yeah. that's in the context of a lot of like, weird and sexual stuff happening yeah. mm-hmm. and so like they're like do we like this do we yeah. not like this this is not what we're used to it's really out of the social norm mm-hmm. um why are we attracted to frankenfurter why are we all was everyone attracted to tim curry um and yeah. i would say that from this point on when frankenfurter re- reveals um Rocky? The, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. I would say that is where um, any semblance of plot for me went out the window. <laughs> yeah. and that is so early in the movie. <laughs> I mean, she's got a point. I mean, yeah. the moment that guy came in on the motorbike, I lost everything. Oh, Eddie? <laughs> yeah. yeah from don't... then on, I was so confused. There's this guy, Eddie, and I'm, I am not sure what the, what the deal is with him, so, what the plot line is with him. In the thing, it says... And spoilers alert, I guess, but yeah. you should probably it's, watch it's it. It's been, been out for, for like 50, 50 years. years. Yeah, Eddie, he was in a deep freezer, and he broke out riding a motorcycle, and he interrupts Frankenfurter and sings his song Hot Patootie. Also, he's played by the singer Meatloaf, which mm-hmm. you know the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Meatloaf wrote that, and his name is Meatloaf. Um, Rocky starts dancing and enjoying the performance, um, and so Frank Inverter kills Eddie with a pickaxe. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> he does do that. Um, Becca did not like that. That was my first moment of abject horror, and it lasted. Horror. <laughs> Again, if you remember episode two, Becca doesn't like horror. I do not. Yeah. And it wasn't horror, like, scary, but it was more, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's scarier that, you know, Death, he killed someone, murder. came back, and started singing again and talking about sex. Like, I don't, it's yeah. just that, that flip for me is terrifying. Yeah, that moral flip. And so, I mean, they kind of never explain, like, why necessarily he killed Eddie, other than I'm guessing he was jealous. Yeah, it's just jealousy. I'm more concerned with how Eddie got in the freezer. Yeah, we have have no clue how that happens. No one knows anything about the Eddie plotline. The important plotline is that Frankenfurter is an alien (laughs) from (laughs) from the planet Transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania. It's beautiful. Um, Which actually you don't find out until the very last the very like, five last minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, he says in his intro song that he's a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Well, that doesn't make you but think you alien. Yeah, it but make you don't you know think that alien. that's a whole planet. Yeah. yeah. And so um, this is revealed late into the movie um, along with two people who you think have just been his help around the, the castle finding out that they are also aliens and that there's some sort of law enforcement from transsexual Transylvania. Are you just <laughs> zooming in on it's Tim tough. Curry? Oh, God. I, this is the I, reason I, that they have an well, iPad, it's so they can zoom in on really hot pictures of Tim Curry. I um, well, okay, so you skipped over the whole part where in the middle of that, yeah. um, um. 
they so they they create Rocky. Brad, Brad and Janet are like, what the fuck? Um, and then they're like, oh, stay with us. And then they each give yeah. Brad in and your Janet, separate rooms with separate, separate lighting room. schemes. And <laughs> one of them has a camera. They both had cameras. Oh, yeah, they both had cameras. Yeah, yeah there are cameras in every room. Creepy. Which is, like, it was 1975, so, like, that's kind of still creepy. High-tech, but creepy. <laughs> creepy high-tech. Um, yeah, and so then they're laying in there, and Janet's sleeping, and um, someone comes in, and she thinks it's Brad, and she's like, oh, Brad, and, um, you know. Oh, Janet. And then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's it. That's, that's Brad. Um <laughs> And then it turns out it's actually Frankenfurter. And she's like, whoa, what the heck? How could you do this? This is, like, not cool. You I was me. saving myself. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, but isn't it fun or something? And, and then she he... was like, okay. Yeah, which we can talk more about <laughs> that later. That's a note in my notebook. Yeah. yeah. Same thing happens to Brad, by Yeah, the literally way. the same thing. He goes in, pretends to be Janet. And does the same exact, like, wording and, like, mm-hmm. coercing of Brad. And so he has sex with Brad and Janet. And we get to see Brad without his glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but... <laughs> um, so after, after this happens, Janet finds out that Brad mm. and Frankenfurter slept together. And even though she did the exact same thing, she's very angry at him. Which is and, interesting because it's kind of like a subvert. It's kind of subverting the the trope of like men can sleep around and do whatever they want, but like if ooh. women sleep around, like they're the whores. But like so she's true. mad at Brad, even though she slept with Frank and Porter too. So true. I thought that we can cut this if we need to. I thought that before she found out that Brad slept with Frankenfurter, she slept with Rocky. That's after. I thought that was first. So after she finds this out in retaliation, she goes finds Rocky who is cowering because dogs have been sicked on him in the night. Wait, what? Yeah, remember? <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yeah, the two, the two help the people two who help are actually people. alien law enforcement, they sicked dogs on Rocky. Yeah. So he's been hiding. He's been hiding. And Janet finds him. And he can only speak in grunts, by the way, except when he's singing. Except when he's singing. <laughs> um, as, as, as a man should. <laughs> and, and so then they have sex. And when Rocky comes down and finds this, even though he... Frankenfurter? Yeah, when Frankenfurter comes down and sees this, even though he cheated on Rocky with Brad and Janet, he's so mad and attempts to kill all three of them, now four of them, because Brad and Janet's old high school teacher is here now. Dr. Scott Grayson, the high school teacher, is actually also Eddie's uncle (laughs) he he came to this mansion to search for eddie but he's also rivals with frankenfurter for a reason they never disclose because how are you rivals with an alien i think they're just (laughs) scientific rivals yeah but in what creating abominations i guess yeah like uh dr scott was mad he couldn't create like a ken doll sex toy (laughs) sex yeah right well and so Frankenfurter, you know, tries to kill them all, kind of, but then it doesn't really work. He um, turns them into, like, statues. And then there's a dance scene And then he dresses that. the statues up and then unstatuizes them. In the, and, and there's a musical number. In the Rocky Horror wiki page, it says, um, Frank flips a switch on freezing each of them and controlling their movements, forcing them to perform a cabaret show before they partake in an orgy. Each one contemplates how Frank's lust has affected their lives. Later, Frank appears in full drag, and the orgy begins. Yep. <laughs> Only to be interrupted by Riff Raff and Magenta, who are the aliens. The help. The help, the aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then um, Rocky uh, dot. 
Frank dies. They they kill Frank. The aliens kill Frank. Yeah. They kill Rocky. After after may I say a beautiful number about how Frank thinks he's going home. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you see, when we said we were going home, we didn't mean you. And they kill him with, with like a with razor laser gun. guns. Yeah, and it's very cool. Like, in in the worst effects you've ever seen. <laughs> It's like if you seen Star Wars and you were like, can we take those effects but make them look like a third grader did can them? Can we like turn down the resolution? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, so then Janet, uh, Brad, and Doctor Scott are uh, there. Yeah, the, the aliens are like, get out of here because we're gonna send this place back to Transylvania. Yeah, they they send the whole castle back to Transylvania yeah. like a big spaceship. Yeah, and then um, then Brad, Janet, and Doctor Scott are just. Out on the ground, out on the ground still outside. in drag, still all of them in lingerie. Good for them. That was Good for them. That was a great um, scene. Was Sorry, all Brad, of them in Brad in the garters. Yeah, Brad think, was I think killing we it. Skipped the part where where they were doing the cabaret show. I think we need to talk about that a little bit more all because right. that was so. That was like the overall plot summary in a really yeah. messed up way, but the, the plot is really messed up. Yeah, it's not think, really yeah. tangible. You just kind of watch it. There's not like I if think you're trying what to find. What we a sh- gave you is about as good as what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, if you're trying to like find a string in the beginning and follow it to the end, you're not gonna. That's not gonna happen. It's like an experience. Yeah, you just got to give up on any expectation of plot, and I think that's gonna help you enjoy it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Absolutely. what parts of the plot did, or the experience, did we enjoy? Um, Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry. Tim Curry and Brad. Brad was beautiful. Brad was, Brad was beautiful. If you've seen the Nancy Drew movie, he plays the evil guy. That sounds hot, too. And he's, like, old in that. And he has... <laughs> he's, like, old in that. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I think there's a very, uh, a very special thing about Rocky Horror that makes even the most lesbian of lesbians fall for brad it's the it's when he gets rocky. in the garters the fem- i don't the, fall for rocky no it's no, the, not rocky, rocky. frank i Berter, keep yeah. saying rocky yeah. it's it's not <laughs> it's the it's garters not, it's the woman's clothing yeah um it's it's the garters i it's just like the femininity and like the like <sighs> i just i love i think his face is pretty mm. his face is nice when the glasses off again i'm gonna show it again he'll look good true mm-hmm. I will also, also let's not forget there is a sequence where they are stripped to their underwear mm-hmm. oh yes in the very beginning i in like that scene too. um <laughs> uh i also just think that men in corsets mm-hmm. is so sexy like it i is. find that so hot um and like the high heels and the garters and yes the whole look yes if we had some like bunny ears Okay. All right, no hate, no hate. We turned into the game. Um, if you would like to hear more commentary like this, go listen to the game. Or like Playboy erotica fan fiction. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. It's all It's all we understand. Yeah, so they're, the costume designs were just fantastic. Beautiful. So many sequins. So many sequins. Done in such it a all, tasteful way. I know, they pulled it all off. And it was really good. And the corsets and the, the garters, they the really garters, killed it. yeah. Even Rocky's, um, not Rocky, oh my god. Frank Even Frankenfurter's, um, like, lab outfit is, like, the, the... The surgical, The like, surgical outfit. They, she still has the, um, lingerie underneath it, but, like, fucking pearl necklace, mm-hmm. like, these pink gloves and his heels, and I'm like, ooh! 
And then he stabs a man to death with an ice pick. Well, because yeah, he was he taking that. the spotlight away from him. So true. I don't know what you want from him. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, but so, Becca, you said that was the point where you kind of lost... Yeah, I can't even really describe why, but um, the first scene where we have Frankenfurter come out is so dramatic. He so is dramatic. coming out, he's coming down from this, like one of those wire elevators, yeah. like the cage elevators, yes. and you can only see like first the shoes and then the guard, and like it is a very dramatic reveal, and then, you know, he whips off the cape and he's in the lingerie. And this is probably the biggest my eyes got throughout the yeah. entire scene. I, I turned and looked at you and you were just, you had your hand over your mouth, over <laughs> your mask, and your eyes were huge. I think, and I was just like, oh, she's seeing it. I think I teared up. I, like I was in awe, like I could not move for that whole scene because it was it was like beautiful it was really intense yeah it made me feel a lot of feelings i was very confused um but i liked it a lot it was so well done Mm -hmm. and then and the song and the song all of the songs fucked um it was good but then you know i guess you know you get that elation Mm. it has to go down from there i guess but for me it went down a lot from there just because that was such an epic high, and then the epic lows <laughs> of high school football. <laughs> they had to follow. Um, so after that, you know, we go straight from there, basically, to the lab scene, mm-hmm. which is when you're like, oh, why Frankenstein? And yeah, then you're why like, are we here? And then you're like, oh, a guy bust out from the giant unending freezer on a motorcycle, <laughs> and now, oh, He's the really the hot, sexy Tim Curry is killing him and so you just get even more confused mm-hmm. um and then also i again i was not expecting there to not be a plot so i think i was really <laughs> trying to find that thread mm. and i could not no so for me that's where it went down because it got depressing from there on but it, did, it, it is a sort of depressing movie it sort of devolves mm-hmm. into the debauchery and depression yeah i think especially at the end the that last uh, sort of sequence we're talking about post orgy pre death yeah um, <laughs> that that crucial that, that crucial area of life <laughs> there's a there I mean I mean Frankenfurter has a song there that I I think it I, it's a really pretty song it's the a really I'm beautiful going home song one? yeah yeah and you see sort of he's having these like visions of like this crowd of people in like a theater audience like applauding him and you're just like oh he like this is what he wants and he isn't getting that he's never gonna get that because he's dead now they killed him with a pew pew laser pew pew laser and it's a weird feeling because you know frankenfurter is objectively a pretty bad yeah, person yeah. in a lot of ways like in a lot of ways but you know and so you're torn between feeling sad and feeling like this is justified but i'm not happy mm-hmm. when he's dead so it's just like a really unsatisfied feeling that you're yeah. left with yeah and i think to get into the gay parts of it yes let's Becca, gay it up you you said this right after we finished watching it you said like um you know frankenfurter who is you know a who defies the the boundaries of gender expression and of sexuality he is portrayed as he's a freak and all of these people are freaks and i think many queer people have at one point or another felt like freaks Mm -hmm. and so i think there's a part related to that that sort of makes maybe us specifically like root for him in a way even Mm -hmm. though he is Mm -hmm. objectively a, a terrible person killing eddie coercing uh brad and janet into having sex with him just all this stuff like I think there is a part of us that resonates with him 
because we've all been freaks at some point. Yeah, I think I definitely, I definitely agree. Yeah. I definitely thought that was like the driving factor for what makes it such a cult classic. Because for people who are outcasts in like any way or any perceived way, like they do resonate partly with this movie because the whole cast is like a like a cast of freaks and. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like they're, Brad, for the most part, lovable. Brad and Janet are, like, the white-bred American lovers, and they're the mm-hmm. ones who are out of place. The whole movie yeah. is about how they're out of place and they're being sort of led into this life of, like, uh, sexual just, like, yeah. impulses and, and orgies. Like, and... Even they bend and, and break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a really interesting movie for sure. Um, I think... I don't know. You're not going to look to it for like, oh, this is great gay representation. No. But it is it is it is representation and mm-hmm. it, is, it was in 1975 and whether or not it portrayed like like the gays don't have to be portrayed as good people in the movie for it to be good representation. It wasn't mm-hmm. good realistic representation, but I did think that it was good at representing wait, wait, wait. The, like the the strangeness that you feel. You're telling me trans people aren't aliens? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Sid, do you have something to tell us? Um, let me ask my commander if I can. <laughs> hey, refresh. I um, I I think a really important part of of this movie is it was made in 1975, and I think the history of it is very important because at that time period, I don't even think there wasn't bad or good. Well, there was bad, but there wasn't good uh, queer representation then. So I think any representation that isn't like very stereotypical very like mm-hmm. you know horrible horrible representation is good just because it's putting people putting queer people out into the world into the public view i was reading the um wikipedia page <laughs> doing the real research guys and the the initial showings i mean right from the beginning this was a movie for queer people and those initial showings brought out queer people who would come in drag in makeup in fishnets and these people would be lined up outside of movie theaters for the whole public to see them who they really were as they went to to see this movie yeah and i think if um I think maybe there may be some concern with, like, the whole Frankenfurter being, uh, like, the cross-dressing mm-hmm. type thing instead of being, like, and being called transsexual instead of, like, transgender and all that. And I think um, it's also really important to keep in mind that, first of all, that was the terminology that people used back mm-hmm. then. And, like, there wasn't really a sense of, there wasn't, trans being transgender wasn't a thing. You didn't transition back mm-hmm. then. You cross-dressing and dressing in drag um for like male people was pretty much the closest you were going to get to that and that Mm -hmm. was what was going on at the time and that was very um like in my in my history of sexuality class we've been talking about how a lot of like butch lesbians would sort of identify with these really butch sides of things but they would still know that they were women and the the drag queens would still they had terms for like when they weren't in drag um, and they felt like they were there at their realest when they were in drag, but no one ever really like transitioned into a life as a woman. That wasn't as common as it is now. Mm-hmm. With the representation in this movie, it's like you can and should sometimes apply like today's standards to it mm-hmm. just so that you know like this wouldn't maybe be the way you would want to recreate this today. Mm-hmm. Like you probably wouldn't put this out today, but that doesn't mean that it was a bad media 
Um, and again, like, I don't think that people were intended to identify with every action that the characters took because I really most hope of the, yeah, I hope, you, I hope like you don't. Killing someone with an ice pick. Please. Yeah. You heard it queer first. Does not condone <laughs> killing people with an ice pick. I definitely do not. Um, so, you know, I don't think it was meant to be relatable in that way. I just think that general sense of otherness, of estrangement, of finding a community of people you feel like you can be yourself with no matter how strange it looks mm-hmm. to outsiders. I think those are the parts of the movie that we're meant to connect with. And that's also what makes the ending so sad is because that's all lost mm-hmm. in the end. That is all lost. That's all gone. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of drama. And even though, you know, the deaths weren't characters that, I mean, you probably either saw it coming or like well these are bad guys they're probably gonna die like mm-hmm. it, it was still impactful just for that reason yeah. i mean a lot of i say a lot uh someone on the wikipedia page um <laughs> i i think it was a, a professor from from uh uc berkeley um in in a paper uh they were comparing uh brad and janet's introduction into frankenfurter's world as kind of um uh, a queer Mm self-discovery of being mm -hmm. like what is this strange place full of these strange people why am i attracted to this place why does this place make sense to me why do i want to stay why is tim curry so hot right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and i think that that is a connection that has always been made of of finding a place and of the the pain that happens when that place is lost yeah, I was going to say one of the things, besides, I agree with everything you said, Becca, and I think also another part that I thought was important was just the, like, fluidity and just the messiness of it. Like, there weren't really any defined labels. Like, if you look on Wikipedia, this thing said, like, um, Frank Vitter was, like, a cross-dressing bisexual mad scientist. But, like, no one, the only words that are really used are, like, transsexual and transvestite. Um, and the sort of all the sexuality stuff and the gender stuff is just sort of, a smorgasbord, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, with all the stuff in drag that they do. And I really, I think it is really freeing. I, I really, I mean, not only does Brad look good in garters, but it's also, like, cool to see someone go from being like, I am a man and I do man things. But don't forget, <laughs> shut up, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, the way he talked to her. I was like, this really is the 1970s. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. And obviously he didn't, like, actually have that much, like, character development. It was all sort of, like, symbolism or whatever i don't yeah like there wasn't a ton of dialogue yeah, meaningful yeah, dialogue yeah. coming from brad here yeah but... we, like i'm not saying like brad has reformed but i think it is really nice to see just that sort of like when they're all having this orgy in the pool i not that i like seeing the orgy but it's just like <laughs> it was the, like, as far as orgies go it was pretty pg yeah um but it's just the idea of like all this like freedom and like there being no boundaries and i think like they're just all in the water, like, necking on each other, and, like, Brad and Janet are there, but, like, so is Frankenfurter and Magenta. Oh, um, come with the other one. God, not Magenta. Yeah, no, I definitely agree that scene, especially because, you know, like, Brad and Janet are the two that are kind of set in stone when they arrive, or they're, they are, think they're very rigid in their identities. So it is really nice seeing that fluidity in, gender expression and sexual orientation coming from two really traditionally masculine and feminine feminine characters um because like it's not just you know oh it's the gays being fluid like it's showing fluidity between all people which Mm -hmm. i thought was really cool too yeah um 
I did think that in terms of like, just like, this is just a personal take for me. I did think it was interesting that, you know, the entire castle got, you know, transported, (laughs) transported, transported back to uh, transsexual Transylvania. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the two alien people go back with it. Um, Rocky is dead. Frankenfurter is dead. Every, like, shred of that castle and Mm -hmm. what happened in it Mm -hmm. is gone forever. And you're left with the survivors who are dumped outside, and that's just Dr. Scott, right, and Mm -hmm. Brad and Janet. And they... It's just interesting how removable that experience is from their lives. Like, we don't ever get to see what happens to Brad, Janet, and the doctor after that. We have no clue. But to me, the symbolism of it kind of just indicates that, like, they could... This was only, like, a night for them. They could go on with the rest of their lives and Mm -hmm. pretend this never happened. Brad and Jarrett could still go get married, pretend that they... Brad and Jarrett. (laughs) (laughs) Brad and Jarrett! Let's go! (laughs) Brad and Janet could go on to, you know, still get married, pretend this never happened, pretend they didn't cheat, all that stuff. Um, And you know, like, burying your gaze and then also transporting them to another dimension, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, it just, it felt very, okay, back to the real world, there you go, mm. which isn't, like, a bad thing necessarily. I'm not saying it's, like, discounting any of the cool stuff we saw. I just thought it was an interesting, like, that was my takeaway from it is that they were being removed from mm. the situation and kind of not sure about reverting, but there's the possibility. Mm-hmm. Because this all does happen in one night. Yeah. And it, it does have sort of the the feeling of, wow, what a night, ready to go get married to my husband and live the life of a 70s housewife. But I do think we have to remember this story is being retold by a criminologist, and he has Brad and Janet's police report of the incident. What? Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is this? What? Remember the guy with the globe? Yeah. Yeah. That's the criminologist. He has their police report of the he incident? He has police reports of the incident. And what about it? Why'd that go to the cops? Fucking nerds. That's, yeah. That's what he's telling this story based on. But is the what, what's the crime? We went know. to we went to a orgy. castle and had a lot People, of orgies. There was there were two. Murders. Okay, there were okay. Yeah, I forgot there, about there, the murders. There were three murders. There were lots of murders. There, there were three murders. So many murders, actually. And <laughs> also, a whole property just disappeared. Is that a crime? Also, they still don't have a working car by the end of the night. True. And Dr. I guess Scott, they had to call nine one one. Doctor Scott is paralyzed, by the way. Like he's in a wheelchair. He can't walk. Like. They really did. But didn't dirty. he still yeah. jump into the water to be in the orgy? Yeah, but that was funny. <laughs> no, he didn't go in the water. While they were in the water, he unfroze himself and realized that at some point Dr. Frankenfurter put fishnets on him. Oh. But at this point, he is unparalyzed. So then he just keeps moving his leg up and down. Yeah, which is like interesting. <laughs> interesting, yes. The past is messy. The past is messy. Yeah. Like, because there's obviously a lot of issues around consent in the entire movie, too. Oh, like, yeah. I would say there was absolutely, like, yeah. lack of consent in every scenario, oh, basically. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, you could get into Rocky, who is basically the, the born sexy yesterday trope, but mm-hmm. made male. Who, in the in the first, the first thing we hear from Rocky is a song. And during the song, he makes it very clear that he does not want to be pursued by Dr. Frankenfurter. He's running away from him. He says, I am just seven hours old. He's just seven hours old. And then ensues a romantic, sweaty night. So yeah. it was awful. 
whisper. And then, you know, and again, outside of songs, Rocky can only communicate in grunts. And then Janet's like, oh, this is the man. Touch it, like, touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. me. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I want you to know that the Glee version of that song goes so hard. Not with Will and, and Emma, no. <laughs> That's the teach. no. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I've seen that scene. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. And then it's Santana and, and, Brit- and Brittany yeah. as Magenta and Columbia. Oh, Columbia. That She also died. She was She's part also of the in love she with, died. with Eddie. Eddie. And Frankenfurter? Seems like Frankenfurter had an affair with all their people. Yeah, I think, probably. So, yeah, Becca, I definitely agree with you. I think that consent things are really murky, um, and it's very not cool if this was made today. I would, like, hashtag cancel anyone who tried <laughs> to put this out. Um, but I think it is interesting to see. Like, I was talking about earlier... Um, with Brad and Janet, and Janet getting mad at Brad for sleeping with Rocky, um, and that whole, like, subversion of how things normally go, I think it is interesting that the, like, crazy, like, um, gender fuck, like, pansexual pretty much person, um, is the one, like, asserting his power over all these, like, um, Mm. like, Brad and Janet, just these, like, white, uh... Confused straights, maybe more? Yeah. Confused people. Yeah, (laughs) and then obviously he created Rocky, but, like, Rocky is just, like, a big buff dude, and I think, you know, it is interesting that Frankenfurter... Has all this power. Yeah, has Mm -hmm. all the power in the relationship, and even though he isn't doing good things with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I still think that that's an interesting, like, social commentary. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting subversion mm-hmm. of expectations. And, like, I do want to point out that, you know, that that Rocky thing about lack of consent, like, that is not, obviously, that's not a, a new thing. And, like, in the sci-fi genre specifically, there is that trope of born sexy yesterday that happens in a yeah. lot of really older scientific fiction. And it's always about women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, this android woman who was created yesterday or this woman who was just... Um, created um, and she doesn't know anything about the world oh, and so mm-hmm. I'm the first man she's ever met and mm-hmm. we fall in love what? And I didn't know that yeah, oh, yeah. so it's a I'm really not a big sci-fi person I'm not either but I took a I took some classes oh. on it Dr. Page if you're listening to this mm-hmm. you're welcome <laughs> Dr. Michael Page Dr. Michael Page Dr. Whoa, Michael Page Dr. Michael Page yeah but then I learned more about it in like a pop culture mm-hmm. comp class um, and so like the entire problem with that trope is that you know you you take this this woman who is created to look like an adult woman but has basically the brain of a child or a mm-hmm. newborn and you're putting her into sexual situations and that has been around for decades for longer oh, yeah. than decades this That's is in sci-fi everywhere Asimov, the 20s yeah and so it like it's not a new thing, and it's not a good thing, but they did they did reverse it this time, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make it better, but it does make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it maybe, I mean, it also, it is supposed to be sort of like... It is a mock on sci-fi, yeah, it's, right? it's a mock yeah. on sci-fi, yeah. Which I think that's why that ties in yes. so well. Yes, exactly, and I think that there is, you know, I don't think we're supposed to think that Frankenfurter is a good person. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But I think that we are supposed to feel this weird sense of sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. And in a way that, like, he's the person who, in any other genre, he would be the one getting screwed over all the time. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he does have the power. And so I think that the, knowing, I didn't actually even know that, like, the born again, born sexy yesterday trope was a thing. Um, but, like, knowing that, I think, puts it in... It doesn't make it better. It just makes it. It makes me understand more the reasoning and the like, the message behind what Rocky was. Yeah, because it's like they didn't just put him in because they were like, oh well, 
well maybe they were but like yeah. maybe maybe like let's just give him like a hot boy toy who can't like can't emotionally no. process anything yeah. intellectually process anything can't consent can't talk like i don't think that was their intention but mm-hmm. even if it was it doesn't come across that way mm-hmm. but like instead taking this thing like i think it makes it more ridiculous to put it on a man than on a woman because people were used to Mm -hmm. seeing women in that situation and thinking that this is kind of normal for them and so Mm -hmm. switching it and putting it on a guy i do think um maybe helped people see it from a new point of view from a new lens and see how wrong it was Mm -hmm. yeah i think especially because rocky if rocky was not seven hours old he would be a very capable man. He's very physically fit. He's very strong. But we see him constantly get pushed around, shoved around by Frankenfurter in his heels, in his fishnets, in his garters. And Janet. And Janet, Janet takes advantage of him and physically. And Which is another interesting uh-huh. subversion yeah. because mm-hmm. in that case, she's the one doing the the sexual misconduct sexual assault and i mean it is kind of they they share you know a a glance he puts his hand on her arm you get the idea that he wants this to happen but i feel like it would be the same as if like a 13 year old like quote consented yeah and i mean her her song the song she's singing is called touch it touch it touch me like she's Mm -hmm. the one in control she's the driving force behind this she shows up um, strips Rocky down, and she's like, let's do this thing. And also, mm-hmm. and if you're thinking about it, again, in the context of Rocky being seven years old, you know, the first seven thing he hours. was so... Huh? You what? said seven years. Seven Both bad, so but yeah, yeah, really seven hours. Yeah. Um, of him being seven hours old, the first thing that he was taught how to do was fuck by Frankenfurter. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you can't... Yeah. You know, he's been socialized into it yeah. at this point. Like, he mm-hmm. probably knows this is why I was created. And it's so bleak. It, it yeah, bleak. sorry, my, my outlook on the movie no, is no, kind of right. It's, it's a good point. Yeah, and it, I think it's illuminating to me that this is a very bleak movie. It's a very yeah. depressing movie. Yeah. I think the creators knew what they were doing. Yeah. Taking the, A, the, the standards of B-movie horror, B-movie sci-fi, flipping them on its head. And I think we see that it is very depressing. And I think it's more depressing to us queer people than mm. maybe you know the the cis heads mm-hmm. um because we do i i feel like even today there would be some people who look at frankenfurter and would be oh what a freak what a villain and i think we are not in a unique position but in a specific position to sympathize with him Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes everything all the more sympathize and also be wildly attracted. Wildly. <laughs> yeah, wildly. I I want to reiterate that I'm shit talking him, but guys, I am very attracted to to Frankenfurter. Guys, I you might know Tim Curry as he is now. You might know him as he was in Penny in It as Pennywise, the the original It, or when he was the Butler in Clue. I need you <sighs> all Wadsworth. to open your phones, stop your Spotify streaming, and go search. Tim Curry and Rocky Horror. Specifically, if you're not going to watch the movie, which you should, just to, I guess, you know, you, you might as should, well, if you've yeah. heard this much about it, yeah. you should probably watch yeah. it if you haven't. Um, specifically, look up his entrance scene from the uh, movie and just watch just it. Just because watch the song. I don't know if, I don't know what sexuality you were before, but you're a different one after you watched it that video. It something <laughs> to all of us. It is incredible. It is jaw-dropping. Yeah. My jaw was dropped under my mask. I could tell. For like Her four minutes. I, I, I was like gaping. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
So yeah, I don't think the thing we should take away from this, even though we're saying like this is a play on all these tropes, we're obviously not saying that like, oh, Frankenfurter um, was actually a girl boss when he created <laughs> this sex slave. Um, you know, it's it's still bad. Yeah, there's still terrible things, but I think that I think it's like you said, more of a uh, like a a parody. Yeah, or it's bringing a... to light that these are issues that mm-hmm. we need to worry about. Like you were saying it's, how it's people just accept yeah. it. Yeah, people just yeah. accept it when it's the woman and then it's like rocky and then they're like, oh, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. so I think that's the, like, you can you can take, this is my favorite type of media usually too, is where you take the, the tropes that are used and you subvert them mm-hmm. or you flip mm-hmm. them on their head or in order to make a critique on them. You're not yeah. saying necessarily like, these are all awful things, but you are kind of pointing out their flaws, how silly they are. Um, when we do our gay anime episode, mm-hmm. this will come up a lot because all of my favorite <laughs> gay anime do this. But, um, yeah. That's also sort of the the thesis of Buffy, mm-hmm. which is like, what if the girl who, like, dies first was actually the protagonist all along? Yeah. Beautiful. I think there's so it is a, a really good genre, and there are a lot of, not genre, it's a very good trope. And there are a lot of things in a lot of genres that do that. So if gay musicals aren't your thing, <laughs> you'll find something else with this trope. And I think that oh, a lot yeah. of the times you'll Literally find... Literally DM me. <laughs> I think a lot of the times you'll find that it has the same sort of thing. I'm thinking of... There's a horror movie called Slumber Party Massacre, which the original was made in the 70s. And it's exactly how you think. A bunch of hot girls at a slumber party who get killed. Oh, um, darn it. But there's a, there's a 2021 remake where it's like... I think it's like a bunch of like dudes at a football camp. <laughs> and they're like just as sexualized and they all get killed. Oh my god, please <laughs> tell me there's like a lingerie pillow fight. <laughs> oh god. I hope. But they're so. like it's like with the shoulder pads or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something the funny. shoulder pads and nothing else. Oh my god. <laughs> but and I if we're talking about horror, that's kind of a, a flip on its head. Like I would even argue that Scream Queens kinda did it first season. I wouldn't say I, I'm not sure I would necessarily be like, oh, this is a very high literature critique on horror (laughs) it was definitely more purely comedy Mm -hmm. but they kind of did that same thing where they were like okay well what if it was this group of sorority girls and what if some of them were the killers like that is that is pretty different yeah and like jennifer's body where it's like she um you know is the slut and but that makes her like powerful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if they make it bad powerful like i I respect the idea it's still yeah (laughs) So it's always it's always good when we get to subvert tropes and critique um, uh, plot lines and narratives that have been ingrained in our society for so long we forget to question them. Exactly. Yes. So thank you um, for the people who did Rocky Horror Picture, though. Thank you, Tim Curry. Thank yes, you, thank Tim you, Tim Curry. Curry. Thank you, Tim Curry. Specifically. And Brad. I don't know what and your Brad. actor's name is, but I also love Brad you. You actor. did a great job. It's um... Brad Actor. <laughs> <laughs> We're Googling it so that we can give him proper credit. His I'm sure he's very old now. Bostwick. Oh, Ew, he's <laughs> ugly and old now. He looks like. What? Don't be mean. What if he listens? I don't think this he listens. This is what he looks like. Why now. does he look like. Uh, that's okay. Why did I think he sure? looked a little bit like Guy Fieri? It's the hair. It's the okay, hair. the hair's a little cringe. No. But. Um, um, okay, but look at the picture on the. Yeah, but. He, he looks so good. Young yeah. Barry. What's young his Barry. face? Barry Bostwick. Yeah. Um, um, and then uh, Janet is played by Susan Strandon. She did great, too. Everyone yeah, really she did was great fine. in this movie. Yeah, they were yeah. all... Even the guy who plays the, even guy the, the hunchback is hot. <laughs> yeah, the hunchback with the balding long hair is hot in the face, and we all said it. Yeah. We all said it. We all said it. 
Uh, made me feel less crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's awesome to see like all these like freak characters doing this weird shit, and they're all like super hot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. Um, they're critiquing um, some dumb narratives. Mm-hmm. That's that, awesome. That's and in awesome. a funny, entertaining musical way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the songs are really good. Soundtrack, guys. Yeah, the songs are really good. I think my favorite song. No, Becca. I mean, I probably wouldn't re-listen to a lot of it. Interesting. Take. Mine is okay. d- definitely uh, "Sweet Transvestite." Because that's. There's so much imagery tied with that song. I know, but also just like the guitar. I'm like, oh, yeah. when you do the musical and you have like the electric guitar riffs in there, mm-hmm. they did this in like the musical episode of Buffy, like Spike's song. Like, Spike. Spike. Like, just something about musicals when there's like electric guitars in it makes me go crazy. That does that does kind of, you mean, that like does kind of ring true. Like in Rent, yeah. there's a lot of like electric Ooh, guitar scenes that are really Rent. good. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, the music was good. I am just, I mean, I could always just make a gay musical episode. Consolidate. Fun home. That's so many. Or what about um, um what's that one? What's that one from the creators of the parody of the Harry Potter musical? The Harry Potter musical. Yeah, the creators. They also did that one about cave people. That one was so funny. Uh, It was. It had some gay. I didn't. I only watched the the Harry Potter. one. You should watch the cave one. Uh, Oh, I remember. Firebringer. Firebringer. I have the soundtrack. Um. Yeah. So and also like the songs. The songs are very happy and upbeat, except for the like I'm going home last one. Um. And, and that, like, juxtaposes with, like, the weird, stark mm-hmm. thing of the movie. So, in all in all, I think it does a really good job of working together to tell, maybe not a story, but, like, to convey an idea. Yeah, yeah. an experience, a yes. feeling, like, like, a way a, of life. It's, a, like, a concept movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It'll definitely make you feel some type of way. It'll make <laughs> you feel a lot of emotions in two hours. Yeah. 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 But I think, you know, in a lot of musicals and plays, you know, they follow that same thing where the first act is really a beat and the second act is yep. really depressing. Oh, yeah. Like, that is in almost every two-part musical or play that exists. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it wasn't... I should have expected it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, it's a really... It's, like, it's a really good movie. I think everyone mm-hmm. should probably watch it just mm-hmm. to watch it. It's an important movie. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm gonna watch it again. That's fair. At least not soon. I will. Uh, yeah. I'd <laughs> probably need some substances or something. Um, some redact. Yeah, yeah. Some redacted. <laughs> but, yeah. Anything yeah. Anything else we want to impart to our qualies? Mm. Stay safe. Stay yeah. happy. Whoa. Watch the Bold. watch the Tim Curry sweet transvestite. Just sing. Yeah, yep. yeah, watch yeah. the watch Just go if you watch take it. nothing else away, please, guys, please watch take for three the minutes love out of, of your life. Please Google and watch Frankenfurter entrance scene Rocky Horror Picture Show. Click Do you the YouTube have a link. YouTube video? No, up? I just no. I'm pretty sure that's what it's probably called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> staring at your iPad. Or, or if you want you can say Tim Curry, Frankenfurter, sweet transvestite, street transvestite, like Music scene. We we got a lot of different um, lot there are keywords. A lot of iterations. Yeah, you can plug any of these in um, and go watch that video. Yeah, like don't even like and subscribe to us. Go like and subscribe to like the channel that you find the like <laughs> video on, and the, and, and then, then come and back then to us. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Please, yeah, because yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Thanks for listening to our fifth episode, guys. I just if, found cheese in my yeah. Head. It's been there the whole time. <laughs> Anything, what I, just happened? She had cheese in her hair. <laughs> what? From the bruschetta I had for dinner, I found new cheese in my hair. I found new cheese in my hair. Oh god. Um. So we hope you guys are doing well. Check your hair for cheese. <laughs> for real, it's a real problem. It affects real people. I stand behind you. Check your hair for cheese before you record episodes. You heard it queer first. You heard it queer first.